Good morning, podcast land. It is May 4th. My goodness, tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. Maybe it might be one of the first times in histories. I don't know if I should go that extreme and saying it like that, but uh, Olivera Street in downtown Los Angeles is the spot to go for Cinco de Mayo. Everybody loves all the food they celebrate and things like that. So last time I uh, drove by there, every uh, area and store in that particular Alvera area, it was closed. So this Cinco de Mayo, they're off um, doing other things. Hopefully they can still maintain some kind of income cooking, but like most of the stores in that area are closed, but that's always been one of my favorite spots uh, to visit was Alvera Street because the food is delicious. Their tacos and mole and all that stuff, yum to the yum. But tomorrow Cinco de Mayo, so I think we got to have our Taco Tuesday at home. And it's, it's fun to make like a taco bar who, you know, it's, and it's quite easy. You can have your ground beef, you can have your turkey, a uh, ground turkey or your ground chicken, carne molina, by the way, pollo molina, and I don't know how to say turkey in Spanish. Well, actually I do. I'll think about how to say it because it's, it's a challenging word to just, uh, throw out there but yeah ground turkey tacos ground chicken tacos or you can be like straight vegetarian and and last night we did uh i made these uh two three layer tostadas and mashed the black beans got the tostadas that we got from downtown that are already pre-packaged and it was quite tasty to me they were like nachos and nachos are quite yummy so i think tomorrow we should celebrate and have, you know, make a nacho bar at home with our families and celebrate indoor Cinco de Mayo. You know, some folks like to hit, to hit the tequila or the cervezas. Everybody like the beer. It is Cinco de Mayo, so hopefully you have a great one. So it's pretty warm. It's a beautiful sunny day in Los Angeles. When I woke up this morning, it was 63 degrees. I'm thinking it's a little warmer by now, mid-70s, but it's a beautiful, beautiful day. I had a visit from, well, not me personally, uh, the street. Some neighbor of mine had a visit from the uh, fire department. So uh, if, you, if you have me on Instagram, I did a small video about that because, you know, every time I see a uh, a fire truck and the firefighters uh, get out. I'm always looking for the handsome firefighters. They just make my day. Anyways, good morning. How are you? How are you guys doing? Checking your pulse. Are you taking care of yourselves? You know, self-care. I'm still promoting self-care because we, we need to take care of ourselves before we try to conquer the world and everybody in it, you know? So, are we taking walks? Some of us like to take baths. Some of us like to enjoy music or to cook. You know, you'd be amazed how many people find cooking and baking therapeutic. God bless them. I'm one of them. It's great because you can just go in the kitchen and, and do your magic and come out with some pretty tasty things. 
I love when baking is someone's therapy, you know, because I just love to benefit from great desserts. You know, you don't get to be a chunky girl by not indulging in great, great desserts. I love it. It's worth the pounds sometimes to have the best cheesecake or cake cookies. I, I, I love them all, actually. I'm not hating on any of them. So, how are you guys doing? Like I said, I mean, what's up? You know, we're going into, good Lord, week number 110 of a quarantine hashtag stay home. There were, they're lifting, I noticed on the news, they're lifting some of the guidelines, restrictions, uh, and easing up on the quarantine ways of life right now. And I'm just like skeptical because I'm like, Okay, mayor, especially that mayor in, what was it, Los Angeles? I was watching Anderson Cooper from CNN uh, interview this mayor, this lady. She was a whack job because she was all like, yes, I want to open up my town. We can, we can set, we can be the example. We can set the tone how other um, states and towns can open up, you know. And of course, Anderson was all checking her. She he was all, uh, so, the, you know, the st statistics are this. And the health department and, and health and safety departments are saying this, and yet you still want to open up your city. And, and, and she, you know, I don't know, she was tripping. She didn't see anything wrong with it. But yet she was backpedaling a lot in her statements because he was all repeating to her what she said. And I think her hearing that back uh, of what she was saying she might have been catching herself, you know, out of line because these people in Los Angeles, their lives matter just as much as the next person. But she wanted to be the the specimen of how to reopen a city. And I get that. I get that Las Vegas is this huge conglomerate industry of gambling and, and things like that. But it, it got shut down, you know, never in in Las Vegas history has the entire Las Vegas strip old strip newer strip shut down Serato which is ironic to me as a believer you know uh, they call it Sin City Sin City is closed people are at home the Lord's all know I did not cause this pandemic. However, I will work it out in the long run for your good if you trust me. You know, and these people that live in Vegas and depend uh, on these uh, industries and these companies and these casinos to make their own living. You know, I, my heart does go out to them. Uh, one of my family members, actually a couple of them. And Las Vegas, they do work for these big uh, casino companies and corporations. And so, you know, they're not able to earn a living in that manner. And, and I get it. I get it. But, you know, I just stay in prayer about these people who are being hit the hardest because it just gives the chance for the Lord just to shine through in their lives that like, look, you don't. Uh, you don't need that job right now for for specific reasons, but I'm still going to take care of you. You know, you, you know, your rent is still going to be paid. I just need you 
to trust me. And it's so hard sometimes because we're fearful to give up the control because by our human nature just likes to control things. We're hustlers by nature. If we don't have it, we're fixing to get it. We're going to plan how to get it. We're going to be like, if I have to work extra hours, if I have to sacrifice this for that, I'm going to get what I need for myself and my family to survive, you know. And I was catching myself lately. I have been catching myself um, in different behaviors. Because, it, you know, it's easy for me to sit here and tell a person, you know, let's, let's start exercising our faith. And, you know, to me, it is hard. And I've been on this, this self-reflection journey for the past three years. And each year that I'm into it deeper, I, it just gets better, better, deeper and deeper. And I wouldn't exchange this part of my journey for anything in the world even though it's been like one of the hardest uh things that i ever had to deal with as a person as a woman as a human being as a christian you know um just as myself just to go on this journey of i i want to find out who i am you know i get that revelation of who i am in christ but it still goes deeper i don't get the whole thing you know, uh, and, and I just made it a point to be like, I, uh, for the rest of my life, I'm going to devote myself to bettering myself, to be more conscious about the behaviors I display and the reason I'm displaying them and the choices I make and refraining from certain choices and refraining from displaying certain behaviors or tempers or, or, you know, even, you know, even Folks uh, would even feel entitled sometimes for, for whatever reasons. And, and my prayer would be, Lord, I never want to uh, come across as entitled to anything because your grace, I don't deserve. Your love, I don't deserve. Your compassion, I don't deserve. Your forgiveness, I don't deserve. Your whole entire kingdom and spending the rest of eternity with you, I do not deserve. So... Sometimes we get in this mindset of, Lord, I'm doing all this work for you, or I'm, I'm following what you're telling me. Okay, what am I getting out of it? You know, we have this sense of like a right now, this microwave mentality. When I said the other day, the Lord's more of a slow cooker and, and uh, you know, things like that. You know, you put your meat in the smoker, you don't, you're not partaking in eating a good meal right away. You know, it's not a microwave time frame and that's the way the Lord works in our lives so I've been on this journey and it's brought so much up to the surface because the more you surrender the more you allow the Lord just to walk in on your life and just to start start rearranging start putting things into perspective start changing your priorities start adding start eliminating and, and you know you just sit there and you you learn to trust him. So that has been always my goal. But lately I found myself during this pandemic, you know, I'm a hoarder by nature, but um, I just felt the need to buy more toilet paper every week. And, you know, I'm over 200 rolls now and I caught myself and I'm all done. It's really not that serious, even though I do share it, you know, I give it some to my, to my mother. 
I give some to the Browns or whatever. So it's it's not basically all for for my bum bum, but um, these these behaviors, I had to like stop, check myself out, and be like, okay, so you're just gonna fill up a whole entire dining room with uh toilet paper and water you know and i had to be like okay calm down you know we're not gonna live the rest of our lives in this pandemic so uh settle yourself and uh i even caught myself for some reason i got it in my head that oranges eating oranges is the anecdote to the rona you know of course we wear the mask of course we wear the gloves of course we wash our hands for 20 seconds sing the abc song whatever so we do all these precautionary measures, right? But in my head, every time I noticed, every time I'd go out, I would have to buy more oranges because I was eating them. I'm like, okay, if I went, if I had to leave the house today and I had to go downtown to pick some supplies up, or if I had to go to the grocery store to buy groceries for the month, because when I go to the store, to the grocery store, I'm trying to buy it for the next 30 days so that I'm not in and out of the grocery store all the time. And then Amazon now started delivering again because they had stopped because it, things were just like they were out of different items. So they started delivering again, bless the Lord, oh my soul. So I'm able to put in my grocery orders because like right now, I just can't walk through an entire store like I used to. So I'm still trying to accept that this physical disability, sometimes it does take a toll when I physically push myself. So if I need to go to the store, I'm only in there for a certain amount of time because I have to, I'll tell cook, give me the keys to the car. I'm going to go sit back down because I just can't like maneuver like I used to. And to take that with a grain of salt because I've always been uh, independent and, you know, I wasn't no rock climber or, or in the gym or, or like swimming in the swimming pool with Michael Phelps or anything, but I, I always enjoyed walking. I always enjoyed uh, just getting up and going whenever I wanted to because if you don't if you're not married and you don't have children you know you just be like the wind you just blow when you want to blow and cease when you want to cease so I always had that that physical independence and now uh, you know fast forward to 2020 May 4th you know and and I can't work like I used to so that's an adjustment in itself. So I was, I was catching myself trying not to be fearful of m these limitations that seems to be increasing. And, you know, I just put my doctor's appointments on hold for now because a lot of them are in uh, Koreatown or Chinatown. I don't know what part of town it is. In, but it's right up the street from here and I, I was just not feeling to go I'm not saying that the coronavirus is all up in that area but I'm just you know I'm not trying to go down there yet so I'm so I caught myself like tr catching the fear that was coming with my mobility and the loss of my mobility I caught myself um, like do you really need to eat four oranges every time before and after you uh, go out of the house, you know, because 
I don't know. Some something in my head says, you know, if you eat oranges, the Rona won't get you. And it's not that I'm putting myself out there in harm's way either. You know, we go, we have a purpose, we go execute it, and then we come home. And things like that. So I I was uh, needing to deal at, at, with some of these behaviors that were uh, uh, subconsciously I wasn't realizing. So I was I'll go easy on the oranges. Okay, let's not overdose on oranges. Let's uh, stop buying toilet paper for now, Joanne, because it's just you know you you have enough and things like that. And regarding the mobility, let's just continue to pray. Just be continued to thankful that be thankful that hey, at least you have a a cane. You can walk around the house. You you can get in the car and what have you. So you just gotta reframe the these thoughts. And these imaginations that rise up sometimes and you have to bring them into alignment into what the Lord's promises and the Lord's direction and the Lord's plans for you. So if you view your life and the issues that you have through the lenses of him, then everything falls into place and you get, you get this peace that passes all understanding. So I literally, you know, have to check myself daily. Okay. Cause I was all like, how, how much money am I spending on oranges a week? You know? going to be all right joanne you know we haven't caught the coronavirus yet so let's just proceed in that same fashion so you know i was just tripping out on myself lately and you know so if we take time in this uh downtime of staying in our house try to study yourself you know take time to notice your mannerism take take time to notice your your how you respond to certain things subconsciously and consciously you know study yourself i mean we're we're our best teachers you know what 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 triggers this or why do i act this way and we have this time now we have the space and we have the time to it's almost like a decompression so if we can decompress you know in a healthy manner you know these people who are uh you know they live in the the, the Vita Loca, you know, they tend to be drinking more and things like that, you know. And I get it, dude, I get it. Because on these sunny days or on the days where I'm a little uneasy, don't you know a glass of wine would, would alter that anxiety or fear or, or whatever the emotion will be? You have a glass of wine and you're on chill mode. But, you know, I just don't have that particular, I don't give myself that choice. So if I'm going to implement the will of God in my life for me and for him, I'm going to have to do it soberly. You know, you ever come across those uh, drunks that, that like preaching? You know, I'm not saying I, I haven't never did that before because I have, but it, it's always interesting. You know, you're like, okay, okay, drunk, drunk Christian, calm down. But anyways, so, you know. Hit me back on, on some of the issues you're dealing with and, and things like that. And we can talk about them on the next podcast. I get a lot of great feedback and which I totally appreciate that. Uh, and one of the things that has been a really uh, a tool for me just to, you know, learn from and, and uh, just feel better after I've listened to her show was Jada Pinkett's Red Table on Facebook and she has different episodes and she has different guests on her show the Red Table Talk and I just think it's great because it's her Jada Pinkett 
her mother and her daughter. So you have three generations uh, of these points of views, of these opinions, of these experiences, of these journeys. And they come together and they sit around a, a red table and they they talk from everything from unforgiveness to addiction to abuse to the structure of making a family and providing that safe space for the children they gave birth to to um you know the industry and you know how to survive in a narcissism industry that it's always about uh, this this level of selfishness and greed and things like that and it's just a great outlet and avenue and vehicle that Jada Pinkett uh, uh, is you know displaying and people you go on Facebook mm -hmm. it's all free and you can just watch different episodes I believe she's on season three but it's great I've just been enjoying it I've been learning from it like so if you get these experiences that other women are sharing and you realize, hey, I'm not alone in this. Hey, somebody else is going through this. Hey, somebody else struggles for, with their self-reflection and their body image and, and things like that. There's other women going through exactly what I went through. And, and they're sharing their journeys on divorce and raising mixed families and bringing uh, the baby mama drama. And how do we get over that for the children and coming together for our own sanity to make a peaceful environment for everybody because everybody benefits when people start growing up everybody benefits when people start becoming more wise because you can become knowledgeable you can go to school and i'm not knocking the education system but you will find some of the what word should i use just the dumbest people uh with all these degrees they'd be having like master's degrees associates phd and they're in your they have no no clue on life in general like street smart so to speak or wisdom you know because you can obtain you can pay and obtain knowledge but wisdom wisdom will only come with life experiences no currency is exchanged for wisdom you don't be like okay i have fifteen thousand dollars here's my down payment on my wisdom on some wisdom no you gotta live it it's gotta knock on your door and cause you sleepless nights it's gotta knock on your door and cause you tears you know of despair and anxiety and pain or never getting that proper an apology uh, no, that apology that you feel someone owes you or somebody violated you or somebody took your trust and flushed it down the toilet i mean this is all you get all all this wisdom from those kinds of experiences and there's no currency exchange there there there's no you just got to ride it out and jada pinkett sets that environment of look this is what i'm going through i'm going to share it with you it's women empowering women and i just love it so if you get a chance go on facebook catch an episode she's on her third season so you can you can go through all her past uh, episodes and seasons and, and uh, click on to whatever one you're interested in it, it's great so that i recommend highly so anyways let's move on let's see Okay, let me, I, write, I write my notes so that I don't wonder. Because it's so easy when you're talking to wonder. So, uh, 
see. Do, 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 do. Real talk. Let's do a little bit of real talk lately. So yesterday, yesterday, I had to ask the Lord to, for forgiveness because I got so angry. So this arcade lady, uh, texts or, or messages Michael Madre. And she's an arcade lady. She has her own little arcade business where um, there's a bunch of video games and you, you rent her building and it's legit. It's really, it's really nice in there. Everything's like neon and eighties and it's like you, they have their birthday parties there. You know, there's food that's offered. You can bring your own food. When we went over there to do a balloon arrangement months ago, it was early on in the year. Um, the, the, the people having the party, they even had a taco man out there. I mean, it, the, it was a really legit party and it's so fun because it's, um, two story building all decorated with the, um, video game theme. And so of course, unfortunately this business had to close cause it's not considered essential. So, uh, she, this is one of Cookie's uh, customers, so to speak. And so this lady contacts her. I think it was through a text. And um, says or asks, Oh, I was wondering if you wanted um, to go into business or uh, together and... Um, we can charge X amount of money for these balloon arrangements. And then we split the um, profits. And I'll put mm -hmm. you on my social media page, the Instagram. And I'll promote your balloon business. And then with all the um, new customers that we get, then I give you the addresses and then you go deliver so my mother is telling me this i'm in the kitchen and i was making a snack and uh and i'm listening and i'm all like okay okay and mind you the lord already guided and, and blessed cook with this balloon business because one day she started picking up balloons and they became part of her floral arrangements or, or whatever. I don't know exactly how it started, but you know, the Lord was just urging her. Let's, let's focus on the balloon business. Yes. You're doing your sewing. Yes. You're doing your floral deliveries and yes, you're doing this because she's the jack of all trades. Uh, but let's, let's put a little more time and focus on, on the, these balloon arrangements. So, you know, she, she, she obeyed and she started, uh, buying different balloons, colors, shapes, mylar, helium tanks. Um, and so she was killing it. these big old birthday, um, arrangements and decorations and these arches and things like that. And I was throwing pictures out and things like that and promoting it with her so she she was like doing her balloons like multiple days a week so then the pandemic hits the flower business ceases 
again it's not essential these this lady's arcade business you know she's got to shut it down for the time being and uh, we're making masks and she starts doing her balloon arrangements because she's really feeling look the Lord's telling me she told me the, the Lord told me to uh, you know chill and, and start focusing and prepping for my balloons because when it starts up again it's going to uh, it's going to be like fast you know folks are going to fall into place and start putting their orders and that's exactly how it played out because if the Lord tells you or is giving you those nudges of, you know because he speaks softly to you he ain't going to be yelling and ramming it down your throat in your ears and if we obey those nudges and obey those that that intuition when he speaks to us to like, hey, stop everything and focus on this because you're going to need this in the future. You're going to need this particular quality in the future. So let's let's start working on this particular era of our lives. And and that just so happened to manifest in the balloons, in, in the balloon arrangements. So this lady, this lady right here sends a message and I'm all like, okay, so I'm trying to break this down because I'm all like, maybe I'm not hearing something. Maybe I'm not getting something. Maybe I'm not digesting this this proposition this lady comes to you with. So I'm all like, okay, so you're established in your balloon company. You've got a, a steady flow of customer. So you've established a customer base. People are going to you multiple times, birthdays graduations, Mother's Day's coming up, or a simple like, I love you, I'm thinking about you, whatever. So she, she, she obeyed and she started establishing uh, this, this balloon company. So she's got, oh my goodness, so many balloons, so many Mylar balloons, big old darn helium tank, and it's all organized in the computer, dates, times, themes, what have you. She's delivering them. She's knocking out the rent the Lord's providing. And, and she's using her talents, you know. Because when you pray for the Lord's provision, He doesn't rain down money, but He does give you the ability to go work for it or to be or to move somebody's heart to bless you. But you your hands and your talents will most likely assist you in getting it like he'll you know that your talents will guide you to bigger and better things if you surrender your talents to the lord he gives them back to you and he multiplies them so i've seen with my own eyes these past couple of months that they have been able to financially sustain themselves because the lord has provided and that would probably absolutely 100%, 1 million percent piss the devil off. So she's doing well. She's thriving, right? She's, they're being blessed. I'm, I'm watching it. I'm blessed. So this lady comes. And I was like so insulted. I'm all like, why would you want to be like, okay, because I'm, I, is my business suffering that I would need to hook up with you? Because I get that, that she had to shut her business down. I do feel her pain in that area, she said. And her employees, you know, she's trying to get them work. 
but she would just want a piggy bank and you do all the work and then split your profits because that proposition wasn't even legit. She didn't even like try to even word it right. You know, and I, and I had to sit there and I'm trying to be like, well, maybe I'm not getting this information properly. What, what, what is, what am, is there a piece of information I, I'm not getting? Like, what is, what is this lady bringing to the table besides frustration? What is this lady bringing to the table besides uh, uh, trying to uh, be like, let me pimp you out in this balloon industry? You know, we, you know, we become partners. I promote you on my Instagram page and I'd be like, well, first of all, how many followers do you have? Because I, you know, she cooked this pretty well on her own with her, with uh, her own customer base and, and they're pleased. And I, I just didn't get it out of the blue and I became so irritated and so mad and I'm sitting up there hollering and, and uh, of course, Cookie respectfully declines and uh, encourages her just to go, you know, and start her own balloon business since she has supposedly everything that Cookie has, you know, why wouldn't you want to start up your own? And, you know, she was all like, we can go into business, we split the prop, we raise the prices to hundreds of dollars and then we'll split the profits and you go ahead and deliver it all and I got some balloons and I got my followers, but you know, that, that, not shut your pie hole. That's just not even legit. Don't even, don't even insult me because I'm thinking she, she felt that she had an established business. Uh, and, and here's Cookie and her bluegrass, I'm not bluegrass, her grassroots, uh, business that started, you know, she started it from scratch and she obeyed what the Lord told her and he's blessing her and like, when the Lord blesses you, everything overflows in your life. Your cup runs over, so to speak. So I was just really insulted. And I was all like, yeah, you might want to respond to her. Because if I respond to her, I'm gonna, I'm not going to be nice about it. you know." And, and I was just like so offended because I'm fiercely protective over Cookie. I've always been, you know. She's, all, she's younger than me. She's, she's my little sis, so to speak. But, you know... I'm very proud of her. I'm very proud of, you know, how far she's come, the choices that she's made, you know, to stop the cycle of, of, of dysfunction and just uh, the toxic relationships to put everything far away from her and focus on uh, raising a family in the atmosphere that would be conducive to a healthy family unit you know healthy relationships with her children and spouse and to set the tone uh, in her family that says in when you're in this space in these four walls this is your harbor this is safety this is you can tell me anything and and not be afraid we're going to live this life out together we're a family this is your this is your safe place and I'm going to prepare you for the world and one day you're going to grow up and you can rely on everything that I taught you. And I'm your mom. I'm going to be here for you. I'm your dad. I'm going to be here for you. And we're going to do this thing called life together. So to set the tone and break all uh, of these past habits that her family had and, and not being raised by her parents and what have you. And just making the choice to be like all that crazy life that I came from. And... and 
a bunch of family members that came from addiction and, and toxic behaviors and, and abuses and what have you i'm going to put a stop to that i'm going to set the tone because this is what i want out of my life you know just to set the standards and set the tones and execute that and and she has a child in high school a child in grade school and, and a husband who loves her so you know for anyone to just want to piggy bank off of her uh blessings and stuff like that no I, i'm not i'm not down with that i was just livid i'm all like look lord and i had to check myself because i was like please please respond to this lady you know but she didn't she was dignified and she wished her well and things like that so you know you you learn stuff daily you know just because you're 45 years old doesn't mean you don't pop off anymore and things like that it's just you know, I was just insulted and I had to check myself. That's real talk right there. That's real talk. And we all go through through things, but to check ourselves and then be like, okay, why why did I react that way? You know, and, and, and what made me so irritated? Because you just you could easily just brush that off. But I was just like, I was tripping on it. I was like, oh my goodness. So I, I was trying to like dissect it all, but I was all, you know, shut up devil you know just just hush up you know having these you know people you know disrespectfully like underestimate you know and see uh catch that cookie is thriving in this particular environment and and, and just want to just be like not giving her the proper respects not giving her the decency um, just, you know, respect, the decency of respect, just, you just assume people are stupid, just because they're, they have a grassroots business, you just assume people are, are, are just not educated in, in, in a business sense, that you could just come like a wolf, like a thief, like, like a parasite, and be like, okay, let's go into business. We'll split the profits 50-50, uh, and you go ahead and do all the footwork. So if you're doing it, you continue to do that. We just raise the prices. And here, here's a balloon. I'll add one balloon to it. One blue balloon to it. Mm -mm. Not a day. Not a day. Not a day. But things like that. that. That's what I was tripping on yesterday. But I woke up better. I prayed about it. I'm all like, Lord bless her. And forgive me for losing my temper. I had some words for her. Thank God she wasn't there because then I would have had been really sorry to be like, oh, I'm sorry I cursed you out. I'm really, really sorry. But anyway, so another thing I was dealing with was, you know, the Lord was kind of nudging at my heart to be just more sympathetic to a person's journey that that if they were stronger and more wise in that particular time in their lives they would have made better choices in the past they would have made better choices and perhaps provided certain better circumstances and things like that in the sense that anything that was directly affected that you were affected by if they were better educated if they were wiser if they weren't struggling with their own demons they would have made better choices and just to be sympathetic and empathetic to that and just to show a little more empathy and less judgment and i thought that was a great you know just a great way to see things to view 
that through the lens of just grace and to extend the grace that you're living in. I mean, because we're easy to live in the grace God extends to us, but then to turn around and extend it to the people who maybe have offended us, who maybe have hurt us, who maybe have put our lives in jeopardy in some form and sense. Uh, and so I was, I just thought like, I think I had an awe moment. I'm not too sure because I, you know, the sky didn't open up and the room didn't light up, but I just had this awe moment. I'm all like, yeah, because if these people in our lives years ago as children, if, if, if they would have had the tools that we have now, of course they would have made different uh, choices. Of course they would have been all, let me pull my children from this a home and, and let's establish a better home and a, a better just environment you know of course they didn't have that they didn't that was not even given to them so how can they turn around and give it to you see broken people make broken people hurt people hurt people you know and whole people produce whole people it's that simple so our job later in life we'll, we'll just be trying to understand that to the best of our ability and to be that vessel of empathy that vessel of grace to make your life easier actually and just to break it down in your head you know because how about if we were in their shoes how about if we, that we were them you know we would have messed up just as much as they did so i just thought that all moment is something i knew but i didn't know that i realized it's finally sunk in and i'm very okay with that i'm very okay with being judged so anyway, let me see. Let's so our other real talk is let me see, finding our voices, finding our purpose, and living out our own truths and our own journey and reinventing ourselves right now as we're on lockdown because we were uh coming to a point in our life with this lockdown like we were like no this is no longer acceptable we're not satisfied with the things we used to be satisfied with we're not happy with the things we used to be happy with because we were so busy and caught up in making our lives that we didn't check the pulse on the quality of our lives you, you get what i'm saying be so be so busy uh, making bread and knocking out all these different loaves but you just sit there and, and taste the quality of bread that you're putting out that's just an example by the way and, and it, it does it really matter does it make it better if you put out a thousand loaves but never tasted one versus the person who put out three loaves and it tastes delicious I mean that's just just a metaphor and I just think that this this quarantine has caused us to self-reflect this self-quarantine has caused a family quarantine has caused us to look in the mirror look at that man in the mirror uh and be like look it's these things that used to satisfy me or make me happy or that i was content with i'm not content with anymore you know because i'm not busy trying to make a life i'm now we're like okay what's the quality of my life the quality the quality quality means peace Quality transcends any particular news um, brief that we've got, particularly that day. Quality says that, you know what, 
I may not have it all, but what I do have is in great condition. And that would be the condition of our hearts, the condition of our relationships, the condition of the atmosphere we make our homes to be. The condition, the most important condition, would be our relationship with the Lord. And he's, he's utilizing this time to be like, hey, 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 you've been running on empty for a long time. You know, filling up the tank just enough to get from A to B. You know, and he's all, hey, 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 you're technically, physically out of gas now, so let, let's let's start doing these emotional tune-ups. Let's start doing these spiritual tune-ups. Let's start doing these psychological tune-ups. Let's start doing these, you know, reinventing ourselves. And and, and I I would be like just raising our standard of living being aware of our triggers and why are they there if this makes you mad why does it make you mad because anger is basically fear fear is what disappointment rejection so let's like if we break that down break it down break it down break it down you know and things like that so i think that's what the real talk that's what we're going through right now and like i said in in the last podcast just pruning these things purging different um attitudes purging different um actions and choices so we prune these different areas in our lives and like a tree you know it can't be a a quality tree unless there's pruning because a branch could easily go astray and, and you lose the formality of the tree and you start pruning well you know what this side of the tree ain't ain't doing well. Let me prune a little. But the tree, people who come to prune, they know exactly where to prune. They know exactly what branch to take out. They know exactly where to bring those scissors or the chainsaw, just like the Lord. He knows exactly what to prune out. And therefore, that would imply, that would insinuate, we got to trust. We got to trust this big God in the sky that we cannot see but we know he's there he's never failed us we can feel him we can hear his silent nudges we can feel his silent nudges that say you know what let's go to a higher level of living you've lived here for a long time because you were so busy you were into your own self-growth but now during this pandemic let it be a blessing let it be a tool let it be something that you use to go to the next level of your life to be a better person a better wife a better mother but i think first of all just to be a better you because once you're a better you it flows over to the other aspects and the other relationships and then one of the things in order to be successful in that that would require forgiveness forgiveness of ourselves because there's been some collateral damage that we have have done to people ourselves but to be like it's easy to extend sometimes it's easier to extend forgiveness to a person who has upset us made us angry or violated us versus uh forgiving ourselves you know we're so harsh on ourselves and i think just like check your pulse you know when was last time you forgave yourself uh, is there anything you're holding against yourself because if the lord loved us enough to hang on that cross and die who are we not to forgive ourselves why are we giving ourselves so much power why are we being god over our our own lives not forgiving us so that we can live to the fullest 
of our potential, of our ability, of our being, so that our journeys can flourish and we could be that tree that's pruned and growing. And this is pruning season. This this pandemic, it's all pruning season. It's like the Lord is taking off the blinders and we have to look in the mirror and we have to do these self-inspections and reflections and give us a tune-up and we and just things become more clear when we're open, when we trust, when we forgive. So if we can forgive ourselves and let the Lord deal with those places, those rooms in our heart that've been dark, He can shine a little light. And He's a gentleman. He ain't gonna bust down the door of your heart like the LAPD and get you in a headlock as He ripped things out of your hand that you've been uh, clenching in the palm of your hand. You know, the control. That we've been holding on to so tight. The unforgiveness that we've been holding on so tight. This entitlement that we've been holding on so tight. This disappointment. This rage. You know. We've been holding on so tight. But like I said. he he He's a gentleman. He knocks softly at the door. And it's up for us. It's up to us to answer. You know. And let him in. Invite him in. Hey, I want to go into this room because this room, the door hasn't been opened in a long time. Let's open it up. Let's turn on the light. Let me shine some light. Let me shine some healing, some love, some grace in these areas in our lives that we have been shut out because we've been so busy making a life that we forgot to have a quality life. Something worth living that's going to live long after we're gone. A legacy, you know. We be so busy trying to make a life that we don't make a legacy. And a legacy is something that we, you leave your heart behind. You leave your grace behind be, and, and it touch people and from there they grow. So, you know, we've been so busy living quantity that we forgot to live quality. And quality is legacy. Legacy. And if we can get that, man, we'd be so legit. We would. We would. Let me move on to this thought and i wrote it down it said women spend their lives building their identity around their roles rather than the person rather than their person and when roles change and season change and children grow and uh relationships may fall apart or a pandemic hits women feel displaced let me read that again. When women spend their lives building their identities around their roles, you know, the roles, you're a mother, you're a sister, you're a friend, you're a wife, you're a boss, you're an employee. So you have all these roles. And rather than uh, they, they uh, build their identities around the role rather than their person, and when seasons and lives and roles change, women feel displaced. So you have all these women right now feeling displaced, you know. And here's another thing I wrote down. The most important part of a woman's life is at the setting of the sun. She is warmer at life's winter age than she was in the summer days. It's important that we teach women to prepare for their winter. And this is evolving. This is aging, you know. So in the summer of your life, when you're like 20 and 30, and then one day you wake up and you're 50 and you're 60, you know, we've got to start be, we got to start preparing as women 
that we're not always going to be young. That our bodies are not always going to be um, boobs up here and, and booty bam and, you know, gravity, gravity. And, you know, we well, most of us don't got the money to go to... To, to the doctors, you know, we'd be botched. We'd be like trying to trying to get met, um, uh, plastic surgery on a budget, and then we got to go to botched. Come on, women, just love your bodies. It's okay. The Lord made us perfect in His in His image, and I think as women, as we evolved and we get older, and perhaps our boobs are not no longer as high and we begin to sag and wrinkles and the gray i mean the ring man i be putting so much lotion on my neck because i found it was wrinkling i'm like 1-800 oil volet you know it's just being 45 is not 20 and i just trip out on how my body's you know changing and and just just to start preparing you know i'm not old I still got fighting me, but women, it would be wise to start preparing for that evolution, for that, just that journey that they, they provide such wisdom, but just to accept when roles change that we're not displaced. We just need to reinvent or go back to, to the quality of our lives, not the quantity and things like that. So those are the, some of the things that I wrote down that, that caught my eye, but let me close with a couple of fun facts because I didn't open with one. So I got a few here. It says 4 million Americans are currently wearing braces. All orthodontists are not dentists. And all orthodontists are dentists, but only 5% of dentists are orthodontists. Braces are 300 and some years old, but orthodontic devices can be traced back to as far as ancient Egypt. The best time to get orth orthodontic treatment is about age seven, but most folks get don't get treatment for their teeth, for their grill until late adolescence. Isn't it something? Fun facts. Bless the Lord, I have straight teeth that I didn't really need braces. Even though the majority of my teeth now are store-bought, you know? Good Lord, my teeth. I'm, 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 I'm revving up to that winter, winter age in my life where most of my teeth are store-bought. But bless the Lord, I'm shooting for quality of life and not quantity. So, all right, people. Thank you for hearing another podcast. I appreciate you all. It's podcast number 16. We're doing it up big. So, anyways, text me. Email me, Facebook me, message me of any of the topics you want covered. It's all good. I'm here. You know, I got time. Got time for days. All right. Take care. And remember, wash your hands. Change your gloves. Wear that mask. Don't go out even though they start lifting all these bands. Use wisdom. You know, I read today that the, the Unified School District of Los Angeles will be starting the school year in August 2020, the new school year. So that will bring up a bunch of anxieties because mothers and fathers will be like, okay, yes, bless the Lord, the school's open again. But now they have to make that decision or to release their children to go back to school. And, and it's a scary time. It's going to be a scary time. So pray. 
got a feeling there's going to be a lot of uh, parents be like, you know what, baby, let me just continue to homeschool you, you know, and we'll just pray you get all the education that you need this school year. But let's stay in prayer as our children go back to school in August. All right. Take care.